Welcome to the Motherhood Makeover Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Faust, mom of two boys, certified nutrition coach and personal trainer. This podcast is for millennial moms who feel overwhelmed. I'm going to help you simplify taking care of yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually so you can feel your best and love who you see in the mirror. So welcome. All right. Well, today we are talking about canceling mom shaming. And if you are new to the show, thank you so much for joining us here. And if you are a regular, I thank you for coming back again. So happy to have you all here. We are talking about canceling mom shaming. So we all know mom shaming is so rampant in the online culture. And we're also experiencing cancel culture where you can get canceled quote-unquote canceled so easily. So I'm declaring that we're canceling mom shaming as of today. You have heard it here first. So let's talk about mommy shaming culture. Basically, it seems to be most on the internet, but you can get it in person from other moms, from family, just from people, random people on the street, who knows. I think part of it is on the internet, people are not afraid to say mean things because it may not seem like a real person on the other end or they're just so worked up and angry that it's easier to say stuff at the keyboard because they can turn the screen off and don't have to wait for your response. So they may, a lot of people say things they'd never say to someone's face. And I think the reason we have so much mom shaming is because it's behind this idea that there's only one right way to do things, that there's only one right way to parent, only one right, right way to be a mom which is ridiculous when you really think about it because every we all know every child is different even siblings every sibling can be different and obviously if every child is different they may they'll probably have to be parented differently and taught differently so why are we fighting over that there's only one right way to do things that just seems absurd so why do people mom shame i think there's a few reasons the first one the big one i think when other moms shame moms, they are dealing with their own shame or judgment of themselves as a mom. And so they are kind of reflecting that onto you to make them or other moms to make themselves feel better. So maybe they're, they feel they've shame about how they yelled at their children constantly. So they may find something else in another mom they see, maybe they only yell at their kid in, in, their house not in public and they see a mom yelling at their kid in public they may shame that mom but it's really where it's coming from is their own shame for themselves and how they treat their kids behind closed doors another thing is when other people judge or shame that aren't that are not a mom maybe it's a dad maybe it's a sibling parent like your parent judging you as a mom I think it comes from there's a, this could still be other moms, but it could be out of fear where they're afraid that how you are raising your child will affect them or affect society somehow. That could be out of their need for control. As humans, we really like to be in control of things, but the reality is we're in control of very, very little. We're only in control of ourselves, but we have this illusion that we can control more, so people a lot of times want to 
have this feeling of control and they want to control everyone around them. So they will try to shame others into getting them to change so they can feel like they're controlling the situation. And we all know that never works. Shame will not change anyone. Another thing that I think I've experienced and I know other moms have is someone shaming or judging you may not know what parent, they're not a parent and they don't know what it's really like. They may be judging you for letting your kid watch two hours of Paw Patrol and have screen time and they claim, oh, my child will never get screen time. I mean, it just makes me laugh because that's, that is what I said. Not that I was totally judging other moms, but I was just like, I really don't want my kids to have screen time. I'm not going to do it. No TV until they're like three. Of course, it's not true. I mean, all this crazy stuff happened. Quarantine happened. My first was very, very challenging. And sometimes I just needed a break. And sometimes I still just need a break. And it's so helpful to be able to put on a 30-minute cartoon show, put on some Paw Patrol, and go take a shower just have a breather to myself, get something to eat for myself. Now that I have two, I can do, if the other one's causing me like trouble, I can take care of one while the other one. So there's all these different reasons. And especially in the days of quarantine and working from home and virtual learning, someone may judge you for letting their kid watch two hours of Paw Patrol, but you're here over here trying to balance working from home while your one child has virtual learning and getting them set up on virtual learning and then the third one is a toddler and you're like well now I'm basically a stay-at-home mom too and so I gotta have to figure out how to have a meeting in silence on this zoom meeting for work that I have to do so I really see that a lot too where people they don't they're not a parent and they think they know what parenting is like and I I mean all of us moms you and I both can just agree it's funny because we've all said things we wouldn't do when we were a parent and now we've done it and so we just have to take those comments with a grain of salt and we can also kindly if it's said to us in person we can kindly respond to those or we can just ignore them and I think another piece from the mom shame comes from the the AAPs the academy what is it? The American Academy of Pediatrics, something like that. They set these guidelines that basically are like everyone views them as gold, the gold standard. And they they do have our best intentions as parents. They want children to be safe. I'm not denying that. But the other half is sometimes they cannot suggest things because they also don't want to get sued because that is a reality in the 21st century is people love to sue other people. So if they said, look, you can bed share with your infant as long as you're not smoking, you're not drinking, you're not on drugs. But then if an infant still got um, like rolled over on that, someone could see them because like, well, you said it was safe. So I feel like they can't suggest certain things also because they don't want to get sued. But the reality is it's so funny. That's a huge one for new moms is you get shamed for bed sharing. And I know so many moms who do it. And if you think about other cultures in the world and how many other cultures share a bed with their infant, and the reality is if you're not drinking, you're not smoking, you're not doing drugs, you're not on any sort of heavily sedated medication or maybe certain medications, the likelihood of you actually rolling over on your baby is very, very slim. As long as you are doing it safely, you're paying attention to how the covers are. There's all these steps where if you are correctly bed sharing, there are thousands upon thousands of moms who do it every year yet 
people are still shaming other people. And that one probably comes from people want you to follow the rules, follow these guidelines. But every single one of us new moms knows (laughs) that putting an infant on their back and getting them to sleep is nearly impossible. We just have to understand that a choice another mom makes, a choice of another mom bed sharing does not affect you as a mother or does not affect your life. Think about it. It does not affect you at all. So while we may want to be inclined, someone may be inclined to judge them, it doesn't affect them. So just because they think they're right doesn't mean that they have the right to shame others. And the example of this too is for some reason, sleep is a huge one that mom moms get shamed on. The pediatrician told us with our first when we were in the hospital, the like day after he was born, he met with us and he said, you know what? I know the guidelines say to, be- to share room, to have the infant in your bedroom for the first six months of life. He was like, you don't have to do that. This is why they set the guideline for safety. You can hear better if there's an issue, but you don't have to do that. If you have a noisy sleeper, you can't handle it. It is okay. I'm giving you permission to move them in a different room, put them in a nursery. And so we did that at four weeks. um, Our older son was in his nursery because he was a super noisy sleeper. I mean, if he, if we had had to share a room with him, I never would have gotten any sleep because he was kicking his feet, grunting, making all those newborn noises and waking me up every two seconds because I'm a very light sleeper, especially after becoming a mother. I think that's how we really have to start as a society handling these things. We need to start supporting each other as long as we're creating safe decisions and safe situations. It should be by a case-by-case basis as to what works for your family within a, a broader guideline. And that's part of it is society, the mom shaming also comes from what quote unquote society tells us we should be doing. So example, the never ending debate of a stay at home mom versus a working mom. It's like you get shamed either way. You're a stay at home mom. Oh, why aren't you helping your family? You're a working mom. Oh, why aren't you staying home with your children? It's just kind of ridiculous. It's like you can't win either way. Like society wants you to be both a stay at home mom and a working mom, which (laughs) Ironically, a lot of moms are experiencing and why 800,000 women have been forced to leave the, their job in the workforce this past year because it is too much to be a stay-at-home mom and working full-time. It's, I'm going to say it. It's impossible. It is impossible. It is not healthy. And society's out here trying to tell us to be all the things, you know, be the housewife, be the cook, be the, do the homeschooling, manage the household, bring in income, take care of everything, do the educational activities with your toddler and your baby and be present with them while also being present with your husband 24-7. And not that we can't do little bits of all these things, but saying that we have to do all of it all by ourselves without zero help 24-7, 365 is ridiculous. And that is what causes I think all these issues we're seeing in motherhood where we're exhausted, you're tired, you're overwhelmed, you're over it, you just want to break and you don't know what else to do other than at the end of the night, like pray to Jesus that the day is done and grab a glass of wine and some cookies and turn on Netflix. It's this never ending cycle in loop that keeps going because we're getting all these messages telling us this is what we should be. This is what we need to be to be a good mom to be a good wife. I mean, I think you know where I'm going with this. It's, abs- this is just, 
It's just stupid. I want to say it's like that 50s, 60s mentality where the man just goes to work, makes the money, comes home, eats dinner, and sits on the couch and watches TV. And that's a bunch of BS. And if it's really sad because I do know moms my age or around like this generation, the millennial generation, whose husbands do act like that. And when they try to talk about it, the husband gets upset. And the unfortunate thing is, as we talked about in the previous podcast, that that is just, it's like passed down from generation to generation that they saw their dad doing that and they think it's okay for them to do that. And we have to stand up for ourselves and stand up for the life we want to live, for what we want to see in our family, for what we want to see in our children's families. It is okay. Will it be easy? No, nothing, no change is ever easy, but I can guarantee I will tell you it will be 1000% worth it. And we need to start making these changes. If we want to end mom shaming, we want to make our lives the best they can be. So what else, what can we do about mom shaming? Well, before you turn this off over the next sentence, just listen, hear me out. It starts with us. We all judge whether or not we want to pretend or act like we don't. We may not shame other moms, but we certainly probably judge. Even if we don't say it out loud, we may say in our head, you find yourself judging another mom. You... There's a likelihood you're doing it subconsciously where you don't even notice that you're judging and then all of a sudden you're aware of your thoughts. So it starts with us reflecting when we find ourselves judging. There's a really good book by Gabby Bernstein called Judgment Detox. If you are someone you find yourself always judging, you're not quite sure why, that book, it's difficult to do the work, but she has it written out so well, like how to analyze what you're judging, how you're judging, who you're judging, and to really let go of all that. And that's, it starts with, we have to think, okay, when we find ourselves judging someone, remember, it's a reflection back onto us. Something is bothering us about ourselves, our beliefs about ourselves. So usually when I find myself judging another mom, it's because I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling self-conscious. I don't feel like a good mom. And that's why I am finding myself judging another mom. Or it could be, another example could be, if I find myself judging another mom, it's because they're doing something different than I chose. And deep down, I'm not sure that I chose the right way. And so I want to judge them and say what they're doing is wrong. And I can't believe, I can't believe they're doing that X, Y, and Z with their kid. But in reality, it's just that I feel self-conscious about the choices I made with my children. And the next piece is we have to stand up for ourselves and stand up for others. We need to band together as mothers. If we want to change the face of motherhood, we have to do it together. We need that community, that support. And we need to say F you to all the other ones who want to try to keep shaming us. They can't sit with us, okay? I'm going to give us an example of this. So... One of the reasons why it's so easy to judge other moms is we don't know their whole story. We don't know why they made that choice. And without knowing the story, you don't know why they're choosing to work, why they're choosing to feed their baby that way, their child, why they're choosing to formula feed over bottle feeding. So my example is sleeping and sleep training. And I chose with my first to do some sort of like sleep training because mental my mental health was not in a great place 
and I knew part of it was the lack of sleep I was getting. And my first was so fussy, so colicky. He was not sleeping. He was waking up all the time. I think he didn't sleep more than like an hour at a time. The first, it was crazy. Maybe the first month. It was a lot. And so my sleep was horrible. So my mental health declined a ton. And I knew that for me to be the best mom and to show up as the best mom, I needed to get more sleep. And so we followed guidelines from popular people, tons of other people had success with. And we did sort of a modified cry it out because I couldn't do a total cry out. So it's where you pop in every few minutes. There's different ways to do it. But with that being said, there's other moms that easily could and maybe judged me for choosing to do this, but they didn't know the whole, if they did, they didn't know the whole story that I was, my anxiety was getting more and more severe with my lack of sleep and I could not be the best mom possible without getting that sleep. And sleep is so important to me now that I kind of understand. It's the same way if a mom was bed sharing, I'm, I don't know their whole story. I don't know how they felt about X, Y, and Z that makes them make that choice that makes them a better mom. We have to remember what works for us to make us a better mom does not necessarily make someone else a better not mom. So for me, bed sharing probably wouldn't have worked because I really enjoy morning time alone. I need space to myself and having to share a bed in like 24-7 or not 24-7, but every night with my infant and my husband would be a lot for me. So that's why I like to have space and that's why we did sleep training with my first. And so hopefully that can give you an example of if you don't under know the whole story, don't judge them because you don't know what's going on. Same thing with breastfeeding. A lot of people get very uppity. <laughs> that's not the right word. <laughs> but they a lot of people get very judgmental about breastfeeding versus formula feeding. So they get very judgmental if you formula feed. My first, I had my supply dried up after I got pregnant with my second. So I we had to formula feed my first. And I will say it was very, very challenging to find formula that I was okay with all the ingredients. Uh, nutritionally wise, the quality of ingredients, even the organic ones, I wasn't happy with the quality of ingredients in there. So it's one thing, like I do think that breast milk is best but I 1000% understand that not every baby, I mean, I was formula fed starting at three months, I think. And so I understand that it's not the option for every mom. Breastfeeding, when you have challenges, it's still emotionally demanding. So some moms are better moms when they don't have that extra additional mental challenge or mental demand of a child needing to breastfeed. So there's these ways where in a perfect world, yes, we would all do X, Y, and Z. We'd all breastfeed until a year or whatever, we'd all, <laughs> we'd all carry our infant every single time they cried. But that's just not reality of life and how things work these days. We don't have the quote unquote village that we used to, uh, that they do in other cultures. So we have to make do with what we have and figure out wh what makes us the best mom possible. And so that's part of it too, is understand the choices you are making be confident in the choices you're making, that they are the best choice for you as a mom and for your children. Your children need you to show up as your best self, as a great mom, as a happy woman. They don't need a mom who's so stressed out because you're doing a choice. Let's say it's breastfeeding. They don't need someone who's breastfeeding, a mom who's breast just because it's 
what she thinks she should be doing, but it's eating you alive and your child's picking up on the stress and you're getting angry. There's all these ways that just because it seems better doesn't mean it is for you. You have to make that decision for yourself and be confident in it. I think no matter what decision we make, there's going to be someone out there who always is going to judge us. And it's challenging because we know like you and I both, well, you, me, definitely, you probably want people to love you, want people to like you, don't want to make people angry. But the reality is, is there's always going to be someone who doesn't agree with us. And we just have to make peace with that and, you know, give the rest to God and say, you know what? I'm making the choice. It's between me and God and my husband. And we decided this is the best for our child and let it be. And if it's a family member saying something, this is where you can set a boundary and say, this is what we're doing. I do, please do not talk about it anymore. This is how it starts with us. We stand up for ourselves. We stand up for others. We believe in ourselves and we trust that other moms are making the best decision. I will add here, there's probably going to be some Karen who's going to say, well, if they're being abused, we can't, we surely should be judging and shaming them. No, you shouldn't be judging and shaming them. You should be calling an authority to help with the situation and step in. There's still no need for judgment and shame. You need to get them help, not judge and shame them. Judging and shaming does not change the situation, does not help the situation. Okay. And I just had to get that out there because, you know, there's some Karens probably listening to this who stumble upon this episode and they're going to send me an email. Don't send me an email, okay? I don't need to be, <laughs> I don't need to be shamed about what I'm talking about. You're just adding to this. You're not, we've canceled mom shaming, okay? <laughs> so I hope you are with me on this and you are ready to cancel mom shaming because you deserve to enjoy motherhood without second guessing your decisions because someone is shaming you or feeling like crud because someone is shaming you. You are a wonderful mom. You are smart. You are capable. God gave you those babies. You are perfectly capable to be their mother and make the best decisions for them. I love you. I'm always here for you. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. And as always, please, 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 I would love it if you could leave me a review. If you enjoyed this, leave me a five-star review. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your other mom friends. Let's get the word out. Help more moms. Cancel mommy shaming for good. And I'll see you next week.